Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nature City Podcast. I'm Carl Pradelli, your host, and I'm also the co-founder and CEO of Nature City, having started the company over 20 years ago with my wife, Beth. And since then, it's been our pleasure to serve over 500,000 Americans by offering them the best supplements we can make. Today's episode is going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about what I think is probably the most um, novel, unique joint health ingredient to come on the market in some time, I'd say at least 10 years. It's called Tamiflex. And it's a combination of um, something you probably have heard of, which is turmeric, you know, the spice that contains the curcumin compound and other beneficial compounds. And it combines turmeric with something you may not have heard of, which is called tamarind seeds. Research is showing these work really well together. And to help us break it all down, we have Eric Anderson, who's the managing director at Next USA, who developed uh, and owns the Tamiflex ingredient. Like me, Eric has a pretty long history in this um, in this industry. I think we've both been in, at this for over 20 years. And he's really earned my trust in that time um, because like, you know, like Nature City, he really believes in best in class ingredients that are have good quality scientific support, you know, made responsibly and sustainably, you know, all the things we look for when choosing ingredients and brands to work with. Prior to his current position, he worked for a long time at MetaQ7 um, Vitamin K2, which many of you um, and the you know, main Nature C clients benefit from. And he really helped bring that ingredient to the forefront here in the United States. So Eric, it's great to see you and thank you for making time for us and, and welcome. Thanks, Carl. That was a, a wonderful introduction. Thank you so very much. It's really a pleasure to be here. Uh, we think the world of Nature City and um, this is uh, very exciting to, to be invited to, uh, to participate in your program. Thank you. You're very welcome. So let's jump into it. You know, as I mentioned, Tamiflex is a pretty unique ingredient. Um, so, you know, how did it come about? So uh, I've been in the industry for um, many years, um, and uh, we've always had a real desire to bring efficacious, clinically validated products to the industry, to the natural products industry. And, and part of that is saying, where are the needs? Where are the health needs? Where do folks need some extra assistance? At the end of the day, we're, we're selling dietary supplements, right? We're supplementing the diet. So we try to get uh, a varied diet, fruits, vegetables. Um, we try to get as, as many healthy things as we can. Um, but unfortunately, we live in the West and um, we are just bombarded with processed foods that are pro-inflammatory, full of omega-6s and nasty things like high fructose corn syrup and hydrogenated vegetable oils. And so we, we, we're inundated with um, lots of pro-inflammatory ingredients. And we are an, an aging population. So one of the real health issues for Americans today are joint health. Uh, where that uh, tends to manifest first is in the knees. Um, and so we're looking at this category saying, okay, um, how can we best address this? And um, uh, in the industry, there's there's wonderful ingredients, things like uh, Boswellia, like curcumin, um, and they have different mechanisms of action. So we set about saying, um, how can we combine what's really 
recognized in nature that provides benefits and bring something that is comprehensive to the market that can really help support people, help to balance healthy inflammation levels. And so we set about a, um, a, a, a project of discovery. And one of the things that came out of this was uh, a recognition that tamarind seed has a wonderful natural um, inflammatory balancing benefit. And uh, so we, we started to pursue that and we looked at things that would also complement that. And, and we came up with turmeric. Uh, both of these uh, herbs are found in, um, in India. They're commonly consumed. There's a a real recognition of historic use. And so it was it was great to begin our development process using these uh, natural Ayurvedic herbs. So who uh, so I'm, I'm curious who who stumbled upon tamarind seeds because frankly, I've never seen that in using a supplement before. Well, um, the the lore, right? The the history that we've heard is that an Ayurvedic practitioner, a doctor who studies traditional uh, herbal medicine from India, uh, was visiting a fairly remote village, a town, and he noticed that the folks were really um, ambulatory. They were really active. The older people didn't; they weren't uh, demonstrating the the typical um, soreness, stiffness that you might expect. Um, as the practitioner was looking into this, um, they noticed that the the folks were using tamarind seeds. They were grinding them up to augment their flour and used in their cooking. And so they were getting a really nice amount of this. Now, tamarind seeds are consumed uh, pretty pretty commonly in, uh, in India and in Asia. Um, tamarind is very often used in sweet and sour, and, and that tends to be another component of, of the pod. Um, the seeds themselves um, find their way into, uh, it can be roasted like a sunflower seed into chutneys and different preparations. So they're consumed, but this particular village was consuming a lot. And so that led to a course of evaluation. Um, what's happening? Why does this work? So starting with, um, with cellular studies and looking at um, how... Um, how within the cells, um, the, the cell would react to um, to different stimuli. We we saw that there was a very strong, uh, not only antioxidant property to tamarind seed, but also a nice uh, supporting of inflammation property in the tamarind seed, and that really set about the project. Yeah, it's really interesting because you know a number of like ingredients have started this way, right? They look at a local population that seems to have some type of unique, you know, um, character, health characteristic, maybe not experienced by others. And they just start looking at their diets and try to find out what's unique. I mean, I remember back in the day, that's really how hyaluronic acid kind of came on the map. Um, I remember there was like a village outside Tokyo that, you know, ate these uh, special type of sweet potato, right? That um, just triggered a lot of HA production in the body. And they said, wow, maybe that's why these people have great skin, great, you know, much better joint health than some of the, some of the surrounding things. And it sounds like it was the same thing with this village in terms of uh, the tamarind seed. 
Yeah, it, it's a great story. And, you know, it's um, it's one that I think the natural products industry, it's a real service that that we provide to our to our customers, to our consumers. Um, you know, if you think about um, our friends over in England um, with the coronation upcoming, thinking about uh, scurvy, right? Why were they called limeys? Well, they're off on the ocean for months at a time with no vitamin C. So, the sailors began taking citrus with them to get the to get the vitamin C, so they wouldn't develop scurvy, and that's an indication of where you have a deficiency. But there are many great stories where you have a a, a, a greater than adequate amount that provides additional health benefits. Omega three fatty acids, for example. I mean, that's how I sure. started looking at the Inuit. Uh, yeah. So in this case, we can look at communities that are having great health outcomes, identify what they're consuming, um, and, and bring that. To market, it, but most importantly, to clinically validate, the clinical being human, human studies, validate in humans that you are delivering the health benefit that is that is promised. And I think that's core um, to what we do. It's evidence-based nutrition. Now, so let's maybe uh, talk a little bit about the science because it's pretty impressive. I found it pretty impressive what you've um, what you found once you started studying this in some placebo-controlled uh, clinical studies. Uh, what I really like about what you did is, you know, you combine some of the traditional, you know, clinical measurements, like there's something called the Womack index often used for joint health ingredients, which is great. You know, it's a little subjective though. Um, it can be subjective, usually a big placebo group reaction for joint health ingredients, especially at the start. That's why you need a placebo, definitely need a placebo controlled um, study. But you also, what really caught my attention is you also really combine that with some real everyday performance, joint performance measures, like just walking and climbing stairs. So um, make it talk a little bit. Um, I know I think you've done, you're about to publish your third study, may, study, maybe now starting with the first, you could talk a little bit about what you guys have found. Sure, absolutely. So our company um, also has roots in Europe uh, with some uh, some of our partners are in Oslo. Our, our R&D group and manufacturing group is in India. I'm sitting in with you in the United States here. It really is a global effort. Um, but we're, we're very fortunate that our, our research team um, when we sat down and looked at this said let's let's take a, a real comprehensive, approach to this. Uh, you're absolutely right, especially in joint health studies, the placebo effect where the participant wants to see a benefit uh, really impacts the outcome. So you have to show a difference between the placebo group taking the sugar pill and some type of an inert pill to the active group, which is taking your your, your supplement. And it, and it has to be double blind. The pill has to look the same so that the person taking the supplement or the placebo doesn't know. And the practitioner who's giving it to, to the participant doesn't know. So you're trying to take bias out of the program. At the end of the day, then, you can do a statistical analysis. Was the change in the active group greater than the change in the placebo group, comparing the two? And was it statistically significant? Was it large enough that you would expect that every time you did that study that it was statistically significant? And typically, yeah. you're looking for a value of uh, P.05, which means... 95% of the time, if you redid that study the same way, you would get the exact same results. So it's, it gives it a real, uh, a real confidence. 
So we said, okay, well, what can we, what can we study? Well, let's look at what's recognized within the healthcare profession, things like WOMAC, W-O-M-A-C, which is a measurement of uh, lower body um, mobility, uh, flexibility, comfort, very well recognized. We looked at things like, excuse me, the visual analog scale, Lascaine's functional index. These are administered by the practitioner, by the researcher. So they're somewhat subjective. Someone's making an analysis of it. And so we said, okay, well, what is a little more objective? Well, let's look at performance. Let's measure how far the participants can walk in six minutes, which doesn't seem like a long time, you know, unless you're running late for your airplane and six minutes is forever. But how far can you walk? How quickly can you walk over six minutes? How many times can you go up and down stairs? Um, A chair stand test sit down, stand up, how many times can you do that in a defined period? These are objective. You you either can or you can't. And what we saw at the beginning was everybody started to do a little bit better, but by two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, the active group was becoming dramatically better compared to the placebo group. They really saw a physical improvement, which would be aerobic, right? They can walk farther, Yep. Uh, and um, lower body strength to sit and stand. So you're actually improving the physicality. And then the third group that we looked at of, of measurements are biomarkers. So there are things that you can study in, in the blood and in the urine. If you go to your doctor and, you, and they take blood, they're looking at many different things. Well, there are markers that we can look at to assess not only um inflammation in in the joints, but also systemic inflammation. Because at the end of the day, we're talking about balance, right? You have to have inflammation. It it plays a role in allowing our joints to articulate. You need a little bit of inflammation in there. It plays a huge role in immune response. So we need inflammation, but we don't need excess inflammation. So that's right. Keeping balance. Well, that's it. It's interesting because, you know, you know, people often talk about inflammation as if it's a villain, right? But, you know, without a healthy inflammation response, you you would die, right? You would not would not be able to react Absolutely, to threats yes. and so on. Um, yes. But yes, when, uh, especially as you age, and as you, as we all age, and, you know, um, that system can go with the overdrive at times when it doesn't need to. And that's what we're trying to do with our supplements is really help, you know, maintain that healthy inflammation response. Um, which in turn, hopefully, uh, should lead to better joint help, um, joint help and joint function. And, uh, and just to clarify, of course, when you were mentioning the active group, you were talking about the ta- people taking the Tamiflex um, ingredient. The Tamiflex. In our yeah. first study with an eye to our friends in, in Europe, um, where their, their regulations are a little bit different, um, they want to see studies in populations that are healthy. Sure. Um, which is a little difficult. If you want to see a statistical difference, you have to see a change. So if you start with a healthy person, how do you show a difference? If you want to look at a slimming product, you start with someone who's overweight because it makes it uh, easier to measure a change, right? Right. So we started with healthy people, but we asked them to do uh, physical performance assessments, walking up and down stairs, um, to induce discomfort, right? So 
we're fairly active ambulatory in the United States, but say you go out and you go uh, hiking or you turn over your garden or you go skiing and you get home and you're sore. That's that's not a disease. That's your body is uncomfortable. So we induced sure. discomfort to compare the two. And that was the first study. Um, and, and that showed statistically significant benefits. And that published a few years ago. The right. second study we conducted, we looked at folks that had existing discomfort, mild joint discomfort. So not a full-blown condition, but right. I'm sore. And in- oh, yeah. I mean, I think that the second group was kind of age 40 to 70, I believe, the mm-hmm. population in that group. which yes. So they're starting to feel the effects of aging, right? Mm-hmm. And um, especially if you're active, you know, you're going to feel some some discomfort, right? And in, in that case, if you start a little bit uncomfortable, um, you're going to notice the benefit faster. And that second study established the five-day claim. At just five days, and, and clearly up to five days it was improving, but at just five days, the comfort was improved in a statistically significant measurement, um, which is showing an absolute improvement in, in how these folks feel, right? And sure. that Improvement continued throughout the length of the study over two months. It continued to get better. Um, at some point, it, it would have plateaued. We didn't go for a year, but it continued to improve. Sure. And then in the third study, which is publishing now, uh, we really wanted to validate that fast-acting activity as well as validate in folks with existing soreness that um it can improve and that improvement is maintained. It's not like um, sometimes something will, will, you have a very rapid onset and it wears off. What we right. see is that consistently over time, the benefit is maintained. And that really improves not only the comfort, but you know you can be more active. It improves your quality of life. We can get off the couch. The plague is over, right? We're allowed out of our houses. Let's get back to life. And, and doing right. that, let's do it comfortably. Yeah, you know, and that's... Um... I think it's important to note that there is this kind of, you know, slow but steady improvement, you know, kind of each day, each week you, uh, in this case, we're taking Tamiflex, um, you know, five days, I think you indicate was the first day you saw a significant first measurement period you, where you experienced, you know, statistically significant improvements in many of the things you were looking at. But again, that's what a clinical assessment and, you know, you know, Someone taking a product shouldn't give up after five days if they're not feeling something. That's just a start. Is that yes. fair? Yes, absolutely. Um, this is this is our supplements are not pharmaceuticals. They're not extreme in their activity. They're not. Uh, um, they're, they're looking to provide um, a nutritional uh, support for balance. So you, if you take um, if you take an over the counter painkiller, you would expect it to work very very quickly. Um, but you also don't want to take it for more than a day or so because they're not designed for long-term use, right? right? But the dietary supplements, which are not uh, are supporting balance within our bodies, that are supporting a systemic approach, um, that are supporting the uh, the foods that we're consuming and the activity that we're pursuing, this is something that is um, is is more modulated, and and you expect it to improve and you expect it to to maintain. At the end of the day, we have to deliver the benefit. That's right. That's right. You know, and it's interesting. Um, I was looking at some of the data, especially in the second study you made, and I was really, really intrigued by um, by these functional performance measures. The you know the, the um, 
the walking distance, how far you could walk in six minutes and how many, you know, how many times you go up a flight of stairs. And I can't remember the time it was, but some fixed period of time. And, and again, you did it versus a placebo group. So it wasn't just people getting used to walking or people getting, you know, used to the activity, but it was pretty stuck. Well, it was, you know, not only was it statistically significant, but it was, it was meaningful, right? I mean, I think I calculated in the walking, for example, those taking Tamiflex, um, I think it was 250 milligrams of Tamiflex, if I'm recalling correctly. You know, I think they're, uh, the distance they were able to walk in six minutes improved by like 13% or something along those lines, you know? Yeah, I think it was even a little better than that. Um, yeah. But it was, it, was, um, it was not just statistically significant. I would say it's clinically relevant. Yeah. You know, the doctors yeah. that are conducting the studies are saying, wow, my patient has a real difference, right? My, my, my study participant is demonstrably um, better off after the study than before the study compared to placebo. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, I think the placebo group, uh, you know, was like maybe a two, 3% improvement. So clearly, clearly um, much better results taking Tamiflex, mm. um, which is what you would hope. So to your point in the stair climb test, um, in, in the studies, each of the studies we had the stair climb test. The the initial um, test was either at five days or fourteen days, and the placebo did better. They're, they they want the participants want to have a good outcome, so they're trying really hard. But then you see after the first time point, the second, third, and fourth time points start to fall off because they're like, well, I'm trying really hard to do this activity and it's making me more uncomfortable. So it dropped off. One of the very interesting measures we did was a measurement of how far the joint can articulate. How far can your knee bend? And they use a, a piece of equipment called a goniometer and it really is just like a protractor. It's how many degrees? And the active group saw a four to five degree improvement in how far the joint could actually bend. So you're improving the physicality of the joint, the structure of the joint. And that's very objective. And, you know, getting up, getting out of bed, putting your shoes on, it makes a difference. Makes a huge difference. Um, you know, and the other thing I think you did, you introduced in your second study, which um, also caught my attention when I first read it was uh, you want to see the effect of Tamiflex on being able to support healthy cartilage, joint cartilage. So you measured something called urinary CTX2, which I believe just looks at um, fragments of collagen, which break down from cartilage. And Jesse Heme is again excreted in urine, if I'm describing that correctly. Yes. And, ag and again, um, pretty impressive results um, that you were able to see with those taking Tamiflex. Um, yes, absolutely. So there's there's really um, there's really a couple of mechanisms that that relate to that. Um, one one mechanism, of course, is as these are, are natural herbs, is you have a natural antioxidant benefit. What, what does an antioxidant do? Well, one thing it does is it absorbs reactive oxygen species, ROS. And, and that really, ROS, think of those little irritants in the cell, which are disrupting cell function. And mm -hmm. cells make tissues, make, make organs and muscles, right? Um, 
So reducing that is a nice thing. Um, re- helping to, re- to balance systemic inflammation um, is, is very important as well. And so uh, in, our, in our studies, we looked at things like uh, TNF-alpha, which is an, an, an inflammatory marker. Um, we looked at MMP3 activity, uh, matrix metalloproteinases, MMPs. Uh, they're little enzymes that selectively break down cartilage and even your yeah. synovial fluid, the fluid that lubricates our joints. And so that comes down a little bit. And the net result is you're changing the, you're, you're supporting the integrity of the joint itself. So you don't have as much aggressive activity against the cartilage and the connective tissues. You're taking right. you're, you're you're taking that inflammation and uh, oxidative stress. You're, you're you're taking all of that down into healthy levels, and um, and that as a result reduces the the breakdown of the cartilage, which is measured by CTX2, and that it's a well and new recognized. Uh, measurement of the health of the cartilage. And so it was really great to show in our study that you can positively impact that. And it's um, it's an integral part to the mechanism of how the product works. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because certainly the immediate, and by immediate, I mean, within a month or so, or, you know, maybe starting as soon as five days, you know, it's interesting to feel a little better or be able to walk further and faster and be able to climb stairs easier, you know, all those things you measured, but we, you know, respect to the cartilage, that's really even more about the longer term health of the joint and protecting the joint for the longer term. So, you know, town, town flex, you're really getting some immediate, you know, short-term benefits, Yes, but for the long term, you're really protecting the, as you said, the integrity of the whole joint, Joint space. Yes. So let's talk about the, the mechanism for just a second. Yeah. Um, one of the markers we looked at was uh, was a marker called C-reactive protein. And many of our listeners probably have heard of this before, or highly sensitive C-reactive protein. This for decades has been recognized as a marker of systemic uh, inflammation and cardiovascular information inflammation. Um, so we talked about omega-3s and omega-6s, right? So if we're getting a lot of these omega-6s, which are in, inducing inflammation and not enough of the omega-3s that you would get things from things like you know uh, fish oils and, and other sources, um, then your balance starts to, to fall apart. And when and when um, the balance of the good omega-3s, things like Acosa, pentanoic acid, EPA, and arachidonic acid, AA, and omega-6, when those get out of balance, then you, you have too much omega-6. And that starts to cleave from the cell membrane, and it gets out into the system, and it, and it starts to create issues. But it's not just it's not just your joints. It's your entire body. So right. if we can show that we're bringing those inflammatory meters down back into healthy levels, we're not only addressing the joint health, but we're, we're addressing cardiovascular health, we're addressing respiratory health, uh, we're addressing uh, mental acuity, we're helping to get the body back in balance. But very specifically, when arachidonic acid starts to break down, it goes down two pathways. It goes down the COX-2 pathway, which most of us recognize from things like uh, aspirin, ibuprofen, NSAIDs, they target COX-2. And then the five locks pathway, which was really believed to be a, a respiratory um, 
inflammatory issue. And so things like Singular and Advair targeted that. Now, those are pharmaceuticals, right? We're not talking about drugs, but that's that's the mechanism. What we're talking about is getting those back into balance. And so the tamarind works very nicely on the five locks enzyme, helps to modulate that, helps to get the, it back into balance. And the turmeric root works very nicely on the COX-2 enzyme, getting that back into balance. And then we see a synergy between the two. So we're really, we're really balancing the whole body. It's most obvious in the joints, the knees hit first. What about the hips? What about the elbows? What about the shoulders, right? We're addressing the whole body health. Um, it's just easiest to demonstrate that in the joints and the knees. No, no question about it. I mean, I think that, um, you know, as always, there's a reason these substances um, exist in the body, but it's about maintaining, you know, healthy activity level and healthy levels that um, was is what you're referring to by, you know, modulating and, you know, trying to keep things where they should be. And um, yes, and that's one of the beauties you've seen with Tamiflex. And so really to wrap, I mean, you know, you first did the kind of the scales, you mentioned like the Womax score, you did some of these biomarkers to look at inflammatory health as well as, you know, um, the cartilage health. And then you did the, um, the range of motion Test, which I can't remember. What's that called again? The um... so it, it's the it's a measurement of the how far the joint will bend, the articulation of the joint. Okay. And it's uh, you use a, a goniometer to to measure it. Yeah. So um, you can actually do so, this yeah, at yeah. home. Yeah. No. And you so you, you have that, and the and then lastly you have all these great joint performance and joint function tests, which affect our, you know affect our daily daily lives. I mean, you really cover the full gamut of things to um to really measure you know and that's again that's why i was very impressed with the work you did and um i can't i'm not sure you really left you left anything out (laughs) we have to give credit to the researchers we were almost um almost too focused on comfort and and helping the person feel better um that we weren't really recognizing the the end result so you feel better then what happens so Within these tests, we said, well, people can walk further. They can be more aerobic. We're increasing the aerobic capacity. They can stand and sit, go up and down stairs better. We're increasing the lower body strength as a result of of being able to do more. You're getting stronger. And so these are really quality of life impacts that that go above and beyond just um, trying to help promote comfort. No question about it. No question about it. So... um, you're about to publish your third study. And when I say about, I think we're probably days, weeks away from that happening. Um, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what you found in that in that piece of work? Sure, absolutely. So um, in the first study, we looked at healthy participants um, inducing, creating some discomfort to see you know, is is there a difference compared to placebo? And it's important to have a placebo group. You can compare to baseline. Where did you start and where did you end as an individual? Um, but it is much more powerful to have a group of people compared to a group of people not using the active. It shows a real difference. The second study, we looked at folks that had some existing discomfort, um, mild to moderate discomfort, and we showed that it, it 
it had a, a a pretty rapid onset, but that the improvement continued over the course of the study. And the third study is the study that really validated the first two. We showed it again. We repeated it. We showed that it can be reproduced with, with the same benefits. Again, looking at the physician assessments, WOMAC, visual analog scale, less gains functional index, looking at walking, stairs, standing and sitting, how far do the joints bend, the physicality, looking at the, the biomarkers, highly sensitive reactive protein, C-reactive protein, which is systemic measurement, um, interleukin uh, 1B, interleukin 10. These are, these are modulators of, of healthy inflammation levels, and we have positive impacts on those. And as, as you mentioned earlier, CTX2, are we preserving the integrity of that cartilage and connective tissue? And, and yes, in, in, in fact, it was. Um, the other interesting thing about this study is we used an active comparator in the third group. So what's an active comparator? Well, we took a very good Boswellia serrata extract, and we took a very good uh, curcumin extract. It comes from turmeric, but it's a 95% curcuminoids. Both are available in the market. Um, and we dosed them quite high, um, 333 Boswellia, 666 milligrams of curcumin, 1,000 milligrams a day, a gram, big pill. So we actually use two, so you can swallow it. Um, and you, you know what? The Boswellia curcumin active comparator showed benefit. It just took much longer before you saw the onset. And the, the actual benefit was was about a third in, in, in some of the better measurements. So a gram compared, of... Compared of, to Tamiflex. Compared right? to Tamiflex. So a gram of really good quality Boswellia curcumin compared to 250 milligrams of Tamiflex. Tamiflex works faster, um, dramatically better statistical significance, dramatically better measurements and outcomes at a smaller dose. So wow. we're... we're it, it, you know, it's a little bit, you want to prove that your product works, why bring in an, an active comparator? Well, to show that in comparison to what's in the market today, there's good stuff out there. Uh, this one is best in class. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty exciting. And by the way, I mean, it's, it takes some courage to go out there and compare yourself to one of the leading competitors, right? <laughs> because you have no control. Once you put you it in no the control. clinical environment, you just have to wait until they're done. <laughs> right. What happened? Exactly. You know, of course, you know, look, to put it in perspective, of course, it's one study, you know, I'm sure it's going to be some people quibble with, well, you could use this brand of curcumin, this, you know, that brand of, who knows? But look, I mean, I think, and again, like you said, it's not like, um, you know, we we like Boswellia and curcumin too. We think they're great, but so it's not like they don't work. They work. It just seems like the Tamiflex combination, which we've been talking about, its uniqueness seems to work maybe a little better, a little faster in at least in on average in, in these in these folks. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, what's really interesting about these extracts is turmeric uh, is most often seen in the market in a, a 95% curcuminoid. So you're, you're really concentrating on three actives that are found in the root. But we believe that there are a lot of phytonutrients in the turmeric root. So we use a water extract that pulls out the water-soluble actives and ethanol alcohol, um, organic alcohol, which pulls out the alcohol-soluble actives. So we, we get the curcuminoids, but we get other uh, polyphenols, lignans. We get other really nice things 
out of that out of that plant out of the root. And the same thing with the the, the turmeric or with the, um, the tamarind extract with the seeds. We're using water and alcohol extracts to pull all of the available nutrients out of those to get to get. The, the broadest profile. So we call it a full spectrum extract. We're pulling everything we can out. And we didn't really mention this, but the first thing that you have to do is put those compounds into safety testing. So you have to look at um, cellular aberrations, genes, mutagenicity, genotoxicity, short-term use, high dose use, dose response. And we've, we've published all this safety data. In addition to the historic use, people have been consuming this for millennia. Uh, on top of that, our full-spectrum extracts have been shown to be absolutely safe, well-tolerated. In our clinical studies, the contraindications were no different than placebo. And so we know that this is something that can be taken comfortably on a daily basis for a long period of time um, and, and not have those concerns with, with you know, contraindications that, that you don't yeah. want. Yeah. I mean, that's very important. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, so nothing really is turned up yet in any of the work you've done, uh, human clinicals or otherwise, that uh, raises concern uh, in combination with any group. Is it... Um, is um, any concern if people would sometimes, like with curcumin, um, there's some concern maybe with taking blood thinners and Tamiflex? Have you have you considered that? Um, we haven't uh, we haven't seen that at all. Uh, you know, of course, with with any supplement, um, you know, if you if you're uh, pregnant, nursing, breastfeeding, if you're on other medications. Always check with your physician. Make yeah. sure that they're not going to have uh, interaction. Um, yeah. Our product is um, regulated by the FDA as generally recognized as safe. So it can go into foods. It can go into supplements. We've right. demonstrated that. When you go to do a clinical study, the, the first thing you have to show is that it's safe. There's not a concern with that. And the second thing you have to show is that there is a, a strong reason to do the study. You just don't want to subject humans to research w without a reason. So we were able to show that it was safe and that the use of the product can provide real health benefits, comfort, function, quality of life. Um, so we, we're able to bring it to the market with a full published it's in the public domain, safety data, and now three clinical studies in humans validating the efficacy and safety of the product. Absolutely. No, that's terrific. And, and, I, and I really applaud you mentioning, um, you know, I know I, I, every time I go to see one of my doctors, I bring my list of supplements I take, and we always encourage clients to make sure your doctors are aware of what you're taking. Um, so, you know, I'm really excited to see your third clinical study, your third um, your third study, um, I don't know if you recall this, but uh, about two years ago, um, after you know reviewing the work you had already done to that point, we made a, a change in our True Joint formula, our True Joint FLX formula, which now features Tamiflex as one of the key ingredients. But what we removed um, was curcumin and boswellia. <laughs> So well, obviously, I had no idea you were about to undergo, uh, undertake this this uh, this third study and 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 look at them head to head. But whew, 
I'm glad to see the results were better. <laughs> well, there's, there, the, you know, to 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 defend curcumin and boswellia, there's lots of great research on those compounds Absolutely. for many different indications. Um, we were just looking for something that was uh, a, a little more efficacious, and we okay. saw a nice synergy. And I think that it, that's largely due to addressing both. Um, both the five locks pathway as well as the Cox two pathway, and, and together that gives us a, a really comprehensive um, uh, approach to the breakdown yeah. of, of those omega sixes, and also powerful antioxidants to protect the cells um, and and help to uh, uh, help with the cell activity. No, I mean, yeah, I I, I agree completely, and um, you know. Big fans of Kirkman and the Boswellia, no doubt about that. We just found that Tavaflex brought some unique attributes to the yes. table, and we could do it more cost effectively. Yes. We were able actually to lower the price of our um, our supplement, our True Joint FLX supplement, quite substantially by making that switch. And uh, obviously, we've been very excited to have the partnership together, and very excited that you continue to invest in more research to um, further validate you know, the effects of Tamiflex, as well, of course, as the safety. Um, so, Eric, before we wrap up, is there anything else uh, we should know about Tamiflex? Um, no, but I just I just would, would say to your audience that, you know, one of the reasons we appreciate working with Nature City is, is because you adhere to the tenets of the natural products industry. Let's bring ingredients and products to market that are based on science, that have validation, that provide real health benefits. I mean, this is what our industry is all about. And um, we can make a difference, right? We went into this for a reason. We're not selling tobacco or pesticides, right? We're selling natural products to help people. And so we're just really honored to work with you. And we really appreciate the leadership position you take in industry and you know, carrying the flag for doing what's right. Thank you. Well, thank you. That's, you know, I really appreciate that acknowledgement to look at. It's all about helping people at the end of the day, right? That's what we're here to do yes. and try to give them, you know, the, as much information we can to help them make the best decisions for themselves. So folks, um, again, we've been talking about Tamiflex. Um, if you find it interesting, uh, you can go visit the Tamiflex website, which is, what's the URL for that, Eric? Uh, Tamiflex.com, T-A-M-A-F-L-E-X.com. And as mentioned, our True Joint FLX product includes Tamiflex as one of the key ingredients. We use the same 250 milligrams that Eric has been using in, um, in the research we discussed today. If you're interested, you can read more, read more about that at naturecity.com. True Joint FLX, the product. In addition to Tamiflex, um, True Joint has some other great ingredients, also scientifically studied, you know, things like collagen, hyaluronic acid, chondroitin, as well as the, um, you know, peractin ingredient as well. So great formula. Um, hope you check it out and really appreciate you listening to today's episode. So until next week, this is Carl Pradelli, and we'll see you soon. 